Are you sure you're breathing really hard? So I'm, <laughs> I'm really hot right now, guys. So if you <laughs> are watching this and I'm sweating like a pig, I apologize. Yeah, I'm very much. We have the AC to. on. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know, Zachary. We didn't. Add it, even... This is a stressful situation. <laughs> okay. We have neighbors. We have neighbors. Um, okay. I've even stopped turning off the AC for these episodes just to like, like... <laughs> just to get me to not sweat. Well, guess what? You look like it's a glazed donut working. right now, baby. It, it is not working. <laughs> Freshly glazed. <laughs> um, welcome to Coffee and Tequila, guys. The morning and, and late show twice a week whenever we get them out. Um, my name is Zach. And I'm Alistair. This is my lovely assistant, Zachary Garcia. Yes, yes. I am now. I'm, I've been demoted from husband to assistant. So here we are. I have I have a question I, for me to the viewers. Um, I'm going to exclude you for a second, just because I know you don't. Your ass ain't ain't even caring. You don't care. You don't watch it. Uh, does anybody else watch the Family Chantel on TLC, the 90 Day Fiance spinoff? Listen. This season, if you watch it, I, I, I desperately need somebody to talk about it with me because this season is wild right now. Chantel and Pedro are getting divorced. They have divorced. We know that from public records, and they both like already announced it and deleted each other off their Instagrams. But as we were watching the divorce unfold in the show, and it is it is wild bananas. It feels very much like True Tory on Lifetime back in the day, and you do know any of the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. Are we shocked though? Are we shocked? Who are you? Are whose, we side shocked? Are you, whose side are you going to take? You have to take a side. No, you have to I take a side. I am on the side of the viewers. Okay. <laughs> and anybody making money behind this? Because mm. it's a situation. They've been together like five, six years, so it, it is a situation where it's kind of it's kind of sad to watch that, that this is playing out over 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 this season. Like he Pedro's clearly not into Chantel anymore. He he very much like is the season starts and he's. It looks like he's already checked out of the damn marriage. Like he does not want any part of it yeah, anymore, and he does he does not like her. He does not want to be around her. Um, and it is it is you can cut the tension with a knife. Uh, but was he ever like we both know? Mm. I don't like reality shows except for Survivor. And whenever I go see your family and you, y'all watch Ninety Day Fiance. And a 16 and pregnant, like nobody's business. <laughs> we don't want 16 and, and pregnant anymore. Uh, let me tell you, 90 time. Day Fiance makes me so depressed because nobody on there likes anybody else. This was different, though. Chantel and Pedro met in the Dominican Republic when Chantel was on a vacation. And they are they were like the same age. They were the same exact age. It wasn't like somebody trying to marry, you know, a young Russian bride um, to bring her over. They they met. They, you know, flirted. They fell in love with each other. It was kind of like, you know, a, a spicy Hispanic, you know, relationship that they fell in love with well, over a summer. And, and they it seemed like they had like a genuine relationship. And it wasn't just one of those trying to get a visa and get into the country relationships, you know. Like it really was, it did seem like it, it seemed like it was us. It was them against the world, and their families were like trying to tear them apart. And now, I don't even know what I think anymore. It's it's very very sad to see. They just bought a house together too. Well, I'm glad I'm not watching it then. <gasps> Pedro took five thousand dollars from their joint business account. Didn't tell Chantel, and so then Pedro told Chantel that she he wants a divorce, and so Chantel took two, the $265,000 that is in that business account and fled. And Pedro doesn't know where she is, and he's trying to look for her, and it left we left off on the episode with him driving up outside of her hotel because he gets all of the notifications for all their stuff because it's very much like us where she doesn't want to be bothered with some of the notifications, and so he gets the notifications to his phone, and so he tracked her down to her hotel, and he jumped out of the car and is running up to her car, and then it ended the episode, and I'm just like, hmm. 
So I guess if, if you're interested into the Chantel <laughs> the um, family drama, then uh, follow up there, not here. Thank you. No, follow up here. I want to talk to somebody about it. I hope somebody knows what the hell I'm talking about or I'm speaking into the void. Um, What else have we been watching, though? Something that we've both been watching, I guess. So right? uh, we have been watching a little bit of fantasy. Oh, goodness. You know me. I love fantasy. Uh, if you know me from my other social media accounts, uh, not so much this one. Oh, those are like tumbleweeds now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, no, but we have been watching fantasy. I flustered you. you. <laughs> House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon was... It's. I, I, I told Alistair, I think I need like three, a full three episodes. I always say that you, you can tell if you like a show or not with three episodes. You give it three episodes, and if you don't like it by the three episodes, you check out of it, right? But I, I'm not there yet. I'm not entirely sold yet. So it'll be three episodes Next uh, week. this weekend? I think yeah. that you have to watch the second episode. Yeah. Because I was scratching your back and you fell asleep. Okay. That's um, fair. <laughs> fell asleep but, at like 930 last night. It was crazy. It keeps on like a, the uh, Rhaenyra, I think, is the main girl mm. right now. And she really reminds me of Daenerys. And I feel like I'm just so falling much. into Alistair's just like fantasy uh, like, wheelhouse. Well, but it's also like really weird because like the Targaryen, the Targaryen family is like very ancestral family so it's like very weird how they're like they're navigating this whole thing at this point and it's definitely feeling early game of thrones Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that we keep going strong right now because it feels like i'm going back to a bad relationship no goodness you're being dramatic game of thrones last season and a half i didn't think it was was that bad bad. i thought half of the season was really good and it was just like the final two episodes that were a little bit because you love chaos you love chaos. I love a darkness. Um, what else did we watch? We watched. Okay, so we saw. You want to speak of chaos and something I really, truly did not like the movie Fall about the two girls who are climbing a tower, like a cell phone tower, whatever tower it was. What tower didn't was we it? Talk about this? No, no, baby, we didn't because we didn't oh, do an episode that day. <laughs> I thought we did. <laughs> it's, it's um. So we, that was oh my gosh! It was such a good movie, such a good setup, such great characters, such good like cinematography, directing. Everything was really great about it. Shut the fuck up! Everything was really, really good about it until we get to about the last third of the movie, and there is a there is a a plot twist that is so cruel. These girls go through it this entire movie, like the like. It, they just keep getting hit after hit after hit of bad luck and like really shitty things happening to them. And then the last third of the movie is the the cruelest twist in a movie that I have seen in such a long time. And I usually like it if it's pretty cruel or if it's pretty dark and and unnecessary and unnecessary. And and this one, if I'm telling you this was bad, this was bad. It was it was so sad, so disappointing, and it ruined the movie for me. It brought it down to like a two out of five for me, maybe even lower. So two things for me with this movie. Mm-hmm. One, um, I thought the it was really well made. Yeah, uh, I loved the actresses. Um, I love the cinematography that they put into it and everything. Uh, however, comma, it was kind of a copy paste from Forty Seven Meters Down. Well, yeah, and for absolutely. me, it's a formula. Do you remember when we watched Forty Seven Meters Down? Yeah, and it was exhilarating. We loved it. Mm-hmm. It was 
Amazing. But it did the same thing. It gave me the same sort of anxiety that this one gave me. This one gave me much more anxiety. We were like covering our faces, like crouched we do in not our like seats, heights. scrunched up, like scrunched our whole bodies up because it was so. You From know, the beginning, the anxiety was a lot. It was a lot in this movie. It was a little bit hard to take at some points. And I want at one point looked down at my phone and realized we weren't even halfway through any, uh, at this point. And I was like, I don't know if I can sit through the rest of this. Yeah, like, I kept on expecting lot. it to like end. And the fact that they were able to make so much off of them just like climbing a tower yeah was pretty good and the actresses i i think did really really well i think it's a good movie and i think that if i hadn't have watched 47 meters down i would have really appreciated this one i don't think i would have i but think it was having like, watched it i think that they could have they they, they could have gone for a more fresh perspective well, and I'm not even I'm not even opposed to the the 47 meters down formula. I don't really like. I don't think that copy paste formula was was all that bad. Sometimes you just want to sit and enjoy a movie like that, right? It's just kind of entertainment. But it was just so cruel and so mean spirited that I just don't. I don't even recommend the movie, honestly. Um, watch at your own risk. What else did we see? We saw Bullet Train. Bullet yeah, Train. If was, you want a uh, heart attack, watch it. <laughs> Bullet Train was a fucking ride, though. It, it, it was the best, the most fun, like Kill Bill style, uh, Tarantino well, style. It, it, it was Kill Bill style. It was made by the same people who made John Wick, which you haven't watched. Do you know that and for I'm a fact? I'm going to make you watch. Yes, I do okay. know that for a fact. Okay. Um, and uh, so, two things for that. Mm-hmm. One, um, I don't think the action kind of matched up to the people. Oh, who made you're such John a Wick. son of a bitch. Yes, it did. And it was so good. Two. Actually, three things. Um, two, uh, one, uh, the this entire movie took place in Japan, yet we almost barely had any Japanese people. So this is the problem that a lot of people are having with it, right? Is mm-hmm. that it was apparently it was a book. I had no idea that it was a book. Anyway, um, it was a book or like a graphic novel or something like that. It was like it's a piece of literature, um, and the main couple characters there's a couple of characters that were whitewashed and replaced with with white people instead of just being you know, brad Asian pitt. Act. yeah brad pitt's uh, one of them um and uh, you know what's surprising is he wasn't in this movie as much as like they try to really paint him to be um it is kind it of an ensemble, almost a sidekick it's an ensemble sure. cast yeah. with like everybody's kind of getting their own pockets but, of story but brad which was pitt really was nice. like the like right there the, the, he the was the name he was actor, the name yeah. the name that the was drawing the, name for me aaron taylor johnson was everything in this damn movie he, he has was the, hot he has the fucking sexiest suit in this movie oh too gosh. when he takes off his, his suit jacket and watch it for aaron taylor johnson alone aaron taylor johnson and um so in in the movie his he, it's, it's him and another guy who are named tangerine and um lemon uh, lemon and That's they are were they foster brothers? That's what it was? Or they yes. were like, grew up in the same foster home? Well, they were brothers. I don't I wasn't clear on if they were adopted together or yeah. something. But so they're brothers. Um, and their relationship stole the show for me. They're both such great characters. Lemon was so amazing. And I'm so happy that, like, the spoilers, by the way. <laughs> so here's your chance to check out of it. You should always know. There might be spoilers in this. Um, I'm so happy that Lemon lived. I'm so disappointed that Tangerine did not because I need further movies with them. We need a prequel with with those two characters um, going off and doing jobs together because they were the heart of the whole movie. No, yeah. I would love a prequel uh, with them involved. Yeah. And honestly, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I think I was entertained throughout. I think the action could have been Bumped up a couple Shut notches. Up, man. No, I, I thought it, it was so good. I, I yeah, I, I think it could have been bumped up a couple notches, especially since you have Joey King, and we uh, saw. I wanted her to do what a little she bit could more, do right? on Princess. Was it her character that was whitewashed? 
She, was, she been, was another her, character. Hers might have been whitewashed. It was Brad yeah. Pitt and her character, because uh, and, and also her character. There's two other things, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously spoilers. Uh, one, um, you can tell that uh, Brad Pitt and Sandy Bullock um, made a deal. Well, Brad With Pitt, Channing Tatum in tow. And, they're and like Channing both Tatum. trading off Channing Tatum. He's their little. They were like, <laughs> "You do Lost City, we'll do Bullet Train." Yes, and. I loved that entire thing. And then Channing Tatum was... Channing Tatum gave us our gay, gay representation. <laughs> yeah. He was he was all into all of the guys. It was funny. There's going to be people who are it. out there bitching that, oh, it's a gay stereotype about cruising and yeah, whatever. I, it was so fucking funny. This movie was great. I highly recommend going to watch it. Um, if you have negative opinions about it because of because of the casting and because of the whitewashing and the 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 cultural appropriation whatever other terms there are in there totally valid totally fair um i did really enjoy this movie and i do have one last thing okay. to say okay um so this was brad pitt's chance to prove himself as a hollywood superstar he's already what are you talking about this is how i know you're removed from hollywood you don't know what the hell you're talking about i'm talking about wrong wrong bringing wrong. box office numbers in he does you know? He does. He is Brad Did he, though? motherfucking Pitt. Did he, though? Yes, he is. Do you okay. know how much it made? How much it made? No, I have to look it up. Exactly. See, he comes in with these bullshit opinions and doesn't even know where... He don't have no facts to back him up. Just Alistair's alternative fact. He's like, <laughs> made $3 million at the box office. I'm like, Alistair, how do you know that? He said, I just feel like it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> while he looks that up, we also saw Rogue One. What Did you find it? $7 million. $7 million. Okay. And I'm assuming the budget's like a lot bigger than that, but... Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. It has time. It literally was just released. Let's move on to Rogue One, because I don't want to... I, I wait, 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 wait. Mm. Mm. That's weird. What? USA Today is reporting seven million, but Box Office Mojo is reporting thirty point one million. Because maybe uh, worldwide versus domestic, possibly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So Rogue One was also released back in theaters. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I think it is so brilliant, and like the Rogue One gang that we get, the cast of characters are so like amazing and seriously rival. Um, all the Star Wars purists are going to be so pissed. Rivals like the Luke, Leia, and, and Han Solo of it all, and I believe so. So I don't think so. Mm. I, I I don't. I mean, people are going to comment either way, um, but I don't think Star Wars purists are going to be pissed because for the most oh, okay. part, um, I think people who love Star Wars really like Rogue One. Yeah. And um, Rogue One was kind of like a, a movie that they just put out that just did really well. Yeah. And it just really hit with people. It kind of connected some storylines. I think, I feel like at the time that it came out, it was because I remember seeing a lot of criticism when it did come out, but over, because remember, it even went in for reshoots, right? And everybody was saying that was like death to the movie, that it was going in for reshoots, um, and that it was being re edited and like all of the, all of this stuff. But like, I think it, with each year that goes by, it even grows more of a life than it did at, at release. Yes, you know? and, and even right now, so I'm, I'm looking at it right now, um, Rogue One is now, from this re-release, uh, one of IMAX top 10 uh, movies of all time. Mm. So it, we did see it in IMAX because it was released in IMAX theaters. I did, so the good. IMAX theater here, we'd never been to it, and we've been missing an IMAX theater because our, our uh, theater in Lawton had an IMAX, mm-hmm. but this IMAX was like nothing I've ever been in. IMAX to the I max. I was not expecting a mall, El Paso, I like it was IMAX. right up against the characters. The, 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 the seats are so like steep, 
that every seat I feel like has to feel like you're right up against the the damn screen. It was amazing. It was amazing to see this movie in the, in that sort of sense. And they were they were re-released um, Rogue One because uh, Andor's uh, the Andor show is coming out. The the story of uh, Cassia and, and and they put some uh, footage out there too. Yeah. And honestly, let's be honest, Zach. We didn't care about the Andor series. I didn't care about him all that much and Andor. I didn't even like look up Andor all that much until like I saw the previews for it at the beginning of this one. And then because I'm always I'm always laser focused on Jen Erso. I think she is such a fantastic heroine and she should have been the face of Star Wars for the past 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. And it's crazy that we, we just got her in one movie. But um, so I always focus on her when I watch that movie. But because we a hot to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, worth every penny, I feel like. You should um, have that one here right now. Oh, we should have. It's at the it's at the new house. Um, but so the I, I I just like didn't really care about Andor and until um, they started showing previews and then this rewatch that we did at the IMAX, I was like a little bit more focused on him the whole time. And I'm actually so stoked for this damn show. That that rewatch and that that preview got me so hype for the the Andor show, the Andalorian. Um, Andalorian. <laughs> and it looks expensive. It looks like we're going to get new locations. They're not just going to be in the desert all the time. You know, it's just like, it looks like it's going to be a really, really good Star Wars shows because the Star Wars shows that I've been seeing are kind of mid for me. Like they're not, I haven't been super yeah, blown away by them. I, f- I feel like they're hit and miss. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't finished the, uh, gosh, I don't even know what it's called. The new one with, w- what's that guy's name? There are a lot of guys. This this is a series run by men. Which one you have? are we talking about? Mandalorian? Are we talking about, um, we did finish, uh, we, we finished Obi-Wan. No, we finished Obi-Wan. I really like that. We finished Mandalorian, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. There you I go. I think I watched like the first episode and a half. I have not. It's kind of just similar to, to like they're all kind of similar, right? Yeah. They're all like kind of the same show. So Andor, Andor just looks fantastic, and I'm so excited to watch it. Honestly, I really want a Knights of the uh, Old. I want a Jedi Knight Republic. fucking show, like a prequel. If you're gonna keep doing prequels, if you're not gonna get anything new, yeah. right? Because everything is like Knights leading the up to the Republic. original trilogy. That's um, give us, give us some damn like we're we're at a time when the Jedi's fucking ruled the world, right? And had the uh, the temp the temples and all of that. Who rules the world? Jedi's. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's kind of all we've been watching. I guess when we come back, we'll get into some hot topics from the Artemis One mission, taking us right back to the moon. To Sydney Sweeney posting a picture of her family wearing some some knockoff uh, MAGA caps and student loan debt. So we will see you in a second. Now let's talk about our sponsor for this episode, Helix Sleep. We love our Helix Sleep mattresses, don't we, baby? We definitely do. Do we? How much do we love them? We love them to infinity and beyond. Whenever we want to have a two extra men in our bed to hanky-panky with, we have plenty of space for it. Two? Three. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. Helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs, and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together, and we got the Midnight Mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100-night sleep trial, so you get more than three months 
to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. So if you or somebody you know is in the market for a new mattress, you think that Helix sounds right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila and you can get up to $200 off of your mattress again. Two free pillows. And we are back. Let's get into some hot topics. We didn't... <laughs> I like checked out the highlights of the VMAs, but it didn't seem like it was all that... I was really hoping Britney was going to be at the VMAs this year because she just released her song, um, Hold Me Closer with with Elton John. I'm um, a cover of the Dancer. Tiny Dancer show. I cannot ever since you fucking sang that with me one time. It's, I cannot sing it as anything other than Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. I always look you... <laughs> I don't know what you even like. Are you okay? Did you shit yourself? Did you... <laughs> I always lift you up by your buttocks, and, uh, I, and I, I, I like dance. Do a little you. dance, just hold me closer, tiny dance. I didn't mean to lick you. I don't know what you. Were <laughs> I don't even you know what's happening here. Anyway, so <laughs> Brittany was not at the VMAs. The VMAs were a little bit. It's just been like the last few years, right? It's like kind of like I think I am just like aged out of the current. A roster of pop star and like you know music celebrity um taylor swift did win like major awards though um for he says aged out meanwhile they're all on his roster of people he <laughs> listens to constantly i just don't oh uh, my gosh i'm so mature right now <laughs> uh, my they're, point they're too uh, young for me my point in bringing up the vmas though is that johnny johnny depp opened the vmas and i think it was like a screen i think it was like pre-recorded bit of like there was a moon man coming down and johnny depp's face was in there and he was doing a little bit about like needing a job and, and stuff like that and it's just like it's so interesting to me because of the whole like, going back into the johnny depp amber Heard situation how mm. like fucking vilified she was and she's a shit person again let me say that he's also a shit person equally as shitty i should say um and he's on this whole redemption arc and we're about to get into the full like johnny depp redemption arc we're like in it now so he's gonna come back with a new pirates movie probably he's gonna come back with a bunch of new movies and not well, confirmed well, no you know they're doing a rom-com together right who johnny depp and amber Heard. no they're not why are you do pull why are you doing this because it's false facts exactly Alistair's alternative guys, information check your facts <laughs> he believed it for a second he believed he convinced himself um <laughs> though wouldn't that be like a good know. Like, pr stunt no they're toxic for each other they 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 are so toxic both of them but it's really interesting toxic that we're, like, by britney spears we're literally seeing johnny depp's redemption arc right now before our eyes nobody ever goes through life without a redemption arc and so uh, i i could do without i could do without um another thing that happened to sydney sweeney i guess is somebody who <laughs> stayed away from it according to the internet um because she sydney sweeney posted uh i guess her mom had like a 60th birthday um it was like cowboy themed and like they're they're from you know the they're from someplace in the north i don't exactly know where they're from but um so there's like country um yeah it, it, they're still like she clearly comes from a very conservative family and so she was posting pictures from that and i think she posted a picture with um uh, her mom and, and her, I think her dad was wearing a blue lives matter shirt or her uncle. One of those was wearing like a blue lives matter shirt in one of her pictures. Some, some of the party goes had, um, fake MAGA hats on that said, uh, make 60 great again, but like very clearly, you know, MAGA referenced. Um, and so the internet is like tearing her apart and is like, you associate yourself with these people and you, you post pictures with them wearing these kinds of things and, you know, cancel Sydney Sweeney. That's kind of where we're at. Um, and it's getting into a whole big debate about like, do we, are we responsible? Um, 
are, are we accountable for the people that we associate with? I, mean, I guess it's like freedom of association, right? Like we don't have to associate with these people, but are we accountable for the, the views of the people we associate with? Um, it's a big point of conversation right now. I have to say, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we both come from very conservative families. Um, might get some shit for saying it, but I don't, it's not as easy as, as kind of cutting, just cutting people off and like leaving it dead. You know, it's, it's a harder, it's harder said, easier said than done for, for some people. Yeah. And, and, and that's always like the, the family you work with. Right. So like, uh, I have two opinions about this. Okay. One, I think that unfortunately when you are in the limelight mm-hmm. where, uh, your career also goes through a, uh, microscopic lens, um, this is going to happen. So you need to be careful who you take pictures with. You need to be careful um, how those pictures are, sh- pictures are shared. Yeah. And you have to have that conversation with your family about that, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that that may have been something that she should have had beforehand in terms of, hey, um, I want to keep some sort of image, and I don't think that this is conducive to my image. Two, uh, you and I, again, um, are half family members that, or, um, I'd say majority of our family members are conservative on that right? side of things. Yeah. Um, and the way we work around that, and I, I don't even think that we really work around that is our family members aren't blatantly throwing that in our face. Right. Well, it's kind I, of I, like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think our, our family members are pretty respect. They respect us enough that they don't throw that in our face. They don't wear mega hats. And they listen to our part of the conversation. They don't. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I. I have a some. Listen I, to I, our I think part with of the my with my family especially. I think I've heard you talk more with your family about that side of things than I. I am allowed to because when I bring it up with my family, it's a very much a don't ask, don't tell thing, and we have to like shut down the conversation pretty quick. I think my mom is like my immediate family are much more liberal, right? Like my mom, I've had like. I didn't realize how liberal she is, right? Like yeah. I have plenty of well, political I, conversations with her these days, yeah. and it's, it's it's really surprising. Um, I, uh, why well, I know your mom's been having those conversations. Though. I think she's just discovering that within herself because you, when you're surrounded by a bubble, when you're in a bubble of a single thought and single mindedness, right? Um, that's how you're going to think. Um, and it doesn't matter at what age, at some point, if you're able to get outside of that bubble and see and like open your mind to a different kind of worldly view, you, you can see other perspectives and say, well, which perspective do I align with? Which one feels right to me? Which one feels morally right to me? Right. And especially with the day and age that we're in with, with the internet and stuff like that, we have literally information at our fingertips, like at a moment's notice. Right. And so I think she's going through a period of like, Figuring out like, oh, well, I actually think that's wrong or like this is right. I just, you know, at some point you expanded your your, your kind of thinking on it. But then sometimes you're still surrounded by people in your life who, who, who hold views that you don't agree with and that you are like, well, actually, that's that's wrong. That's not that's not right. Which is interesting because at, at this point we can put the lens on ourselves. Yeah. Our family. Right. Yeah. So like. Uh, Sydney Sweeney is being criticized for her family at this point, but at the same time, you and I have family members who are similar to this. Yeah, is it our responsibility to cut them off, or is it a responsibility to keep them in our lives mm-hmm. and educate them about our lives and about other people? I think it's beneficial to educate other people and to kind of like give them uh, another perspective, but. 
uh, it's it's not a responsibility to educate anybody else. It's it's up to yourself to educate yourself, right? Like you have to do that for yourself. Um, we and we're also at this crossroads. We're not perfect. We are at this crossroads where we're like, do we keep relationships with our family now that we're like facing you know certain hardships for ourselves and like our marriage is kind of hanging in the balance and you know that this country is kind of taking a turn it looks like it's starting to take a turn towards us um do we continue to align ourselves with with our family members who are will actively vote against us you know we're kind of at that crossroads too um so there's no no telling whether she believes what they believe i don't know what she if she holds those same values or if she's just like kind of where we are it's like you can't control what somebody else is going to believe um i think she should <laughs> she she you, you learn right you learn she's going to yeah. learn being in the public eye what to post what not to post and i think she posted it not thinking anything of it and now is regretting having like those like that shirt in her picture right or she wishes yeah. she would have posted some pictures that didn't have you know certain political statements in it and stuff like that and I, it could be her responsibility as well to like make sure you're posting things that don't hold any political statements right I exactly think it's just yeah. it's something that she's gonna have to figure out and see what works best for her and, and that goes back to what i was saying yeah. in the beginning where you have to just be careful about what you post mm -hmm. what you share have that conversation with whoever you're with in terms of what you're comfortable posting, what you're not comfortable posting and how you want to re represent yourself. It's just, it's, 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 it's a, I think it's a really interesting, it's, it's, it's a, it's a discussion that I don't really have a point of view. I haven't landed on a point of view for yet because I'm still kind of like grappling with that in my own life, but it's a really interesting discussion. It's like, do we, are we responsible for uh, the people who we associate with or are we, um, should we face consequences for people we associate with, well, right? It's also a very interesting PR discussion, right? So like, Oh yeah. How do you face this? Like I saw her tweet about it. Hey, it was nothing. It was just my, my mom, you know, like y'all are, y'all are going crazy about this. Uh, happy birthday, say mom. All that. She just said or, it wasn't meant to be a political statement. Yeah. And this is kind of, uh, yeah. Getting out of hand. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, Again, going back to like PR stuff, like and, this is going to um, sound really bad, but if you're caught in something, um, I've noticed, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying my observation on this is the people who don't apologize for something and don't like just, if you don't even speak out on it, it goes away much faster than if you do. If you apologize, people are going to continue to rake you over coals mm -hmm. and, and getting more apologies, if you ignore, more apologies, it just goes away. more apologies. But why? Army Hammer hadn't said shit about his damn cannibalism and he... <laughs> He's about to have his full comeback. Guarantee it. He's about to have his full comeback. Babe, he's working it's, as a like a tour guide. Not anymore. No, he quit. He quit. <laughs> we'll get into the whole Army Hammer thing. Okay. Um, what 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 else do we have? We have a student debt cancellation. I don't. I don't even know if we have a whole bunch of time to get into this one. Really, it's this is another really big conversation that's happening right now because a lot of people. So Biden has now. Him and his administration have now uh, canceled. It's like ten to twenty thousand dollars for people, right? Um, I'm getting messages. Uh, what'd you edit? What's that? It was recording you. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, like ten to twenty thousand dollars for people. You can go in and, and and see if you're eligible and like get some of your student debt canceled. So there's a lot, like there's this back and forth. Like people who have these loans are obviously going to take this and they're going to use it. Um, and then there's people who don't have the loans or who have paid off their loans and they're pissed, understandably so, saying, uh, "Well, 
you know, I paid my loans off or I never took out a loan. Why do I have to pay for your loan? And I do understand that frustration. I totally understand that frustration. I also understand, roll your eyes all you want, baby, but I also understand that if anybody has a chance to like get a leg up, see, say, say everybody, you walk into a wall, right? There's a big wall you can't get over. If there's a ladder off to the side, you're going to take the fucking ladder. Everybody who has these student loans are going to like, they're probably going to try to do it, right? Yeah. I've seen some stupid asses on, on Twitter and stuff like that saying, well, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to work for, I'm going to work because I want to work. I'm going to be like, well, you know, you work, you're going to work harder, not smarter. That's fine with you. Go, go for it. You do whatever's best for you. People are going to do whatever's best for their own life and, and to make their own life easier, right? I have three opinions about this. All righty. First get off, canceled, buddy. Um, <laughs> one, I've, I, I've seen a lot of people post, hey, you know, it's unfair. And a lot of people post, hey, you know, I paid off my debts, but good, good for y'all. That y'all get this paid off. The thing is, like, uh, just because something, and we see this a lot, especially I feel like in the military, even going through West Point, yeah, um, you always see like really bad things happen in the past, and then uh, those bad things go away, and they're like, ah, oh, that sucks. You know, we had to go through all these hardships. Y'all don't have to oh, go through yeah. all these hardships. Um, uh, therefore, you're you're not worth as much therefore you're not like it, it, it the whole experience doesn't mean as much to them and so so the thing is like for me if you're going through hardships and uh the next generation doesn't go through hardships mm-hmm. that's a win it's a win, but not everybody's going to see it like that. Some people are going to see it as like people get because there's also like adding to the conversation or to the to the opposition saying that you know our taxes are going to be like you know it's going to increase taxes, increase inflation, increase all of these different things, right? And um, some people are like, well, I I you know Joshimo who's never had he's never going to go to college, never going to have. I've talked to Tony about this actually, who's who's never going to go to college, never going to um, um, take out a loan like that. Is saying, well, I don't want my taxes going towards that. I'd rather have my taxes going towards things that are going to help me, like fixing the roads or like doing this or that, the other. And I'm sitting here saying, well, they're already not doing that. They're already not taking those taxes and fixing your roads. They're not doing shit for you, you know? We also need to acknowledge the fact that if you are a blue collar worker, if you are somebody in that field, and you're also somebody who wants to pursue um, education, um, that should be a more affordable avenue for oh, you. Oh, yes. That should be affordable for everybody. It, it is insane that, that people who are complaining about this, a lot of like older you know, people who grew up in a generation where it was super cheap to buy a house or super cheap to go to college. And so, it's, 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 it's insane that they are holding us to it like that same standard, right? We don't live like that anymore. We don't live like that. Um, and But I, it's just... Mm, I, I have a hard time seeing anything that's going to help people out as being a bad thing. Again, I fully understand like I fully well, understand people being upset about this. Well, this is going to raise taxes. This is going to do this, that, and the other. And uh, understand that during the pandemic, weren't all these big fucking businesses getting bailed out a shit ton with these loans? Everybody was getting they were PPE, all taking ta- uh, taking loan these- ba- Bailout. Big ass loans, in, big loans, like bigger loans than I'll, money I'll ever see in my life, right? And they're getting all of that forgiven, but we don't say shit about that, do we? Um, and, and then they're like, "Well, you know, this money's getting taken." Well, this money, this this these chunks of of money and these um of these loans that are getting taken away from people, 
it's not like people are just going to hold on to that money. It's not like you get $10,000 injected into your account. No, that, that loan, that invisible loan is just taken away from the balance that you owe, right? You've already likely paid a shit ton of that anyway because of the interest that you're paying. And nobody's holding on to their money. Everybody's spending that money. That money is going back into the economy. Um, it will get paid back. It just will be very, very, very slow, right? It, it just... It, and I, I think that at this point, we need to face something. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, our generation, mm-hmm. I'd say mostly millennials, maybe elder Gen Z people, um, are facing the fact that, yes, we're, uh, we are all, not we are all, but a lot of us are going to college. A lot of us are, are getting into debt because a, of a structure that has been built for us mm-hmm. where that is the way to go. You have to oh, graduate. So ridiculous. You have to graduate high school. You have to go to college and then you have to get a job, right? Mm-hmm. And that's been a very straight structure for us across the 2000s i'd say even maybe like late 1990s when when that doesn't need to actually be the case for us also um college has become more and more expensive every single year mm-hmm. and uh, people have been taking out loans uh, we also grew up in a time where um, they would feed us the lies that hey if you took a high school job you know maybe as an ice cream scooper or a lifeguard or whatever um you could save up and then personal, baby. <laughs> pay for your college yeah that's, that's not, impossible that's not the impossible. case impossible and yeah. expecting an 18 year old to go into college knowing what they want to do taking out a loan taking those classes and then realizing oh fuck that's actually not what i want to do because i was fucking 18 when i decided to do this um now i know that this is more practical and i've wasted all this money on these things you know and signing for these loans but that they don't really like i understand they're adults i understand but like still you're not thinking in the most logical way when you're 18 fucking years old you're just not we're in crippling debt just for uh, going to college. Uh, we can't afford a place, a uh, roof over our heads. Everything is incredibly expensive and right let's now. All, but let's point and, out and, before... And you, and, and you expect us yeah. to have kids at this point? I want to. I do want to like. I, I want to just have both of us point out that we are extremely fortunate and we are not, when we say us, talking about the larger generation, right? Um, there are people who have a lot worse, and no, these no, are no, the people no. who are there struggling. There are people who have a lot right? worse, and like those people are like my sisters. Yes, you this know? is kind of like I my think I, I think we were kind of on the same track yeah. about this. Like your sister got priced out of her area that she's been in her whole life, right? Because she, both my sisters, both your sisters, because they couldn't afford to do it. And um, so when we when we're saying sitting here saying us, we were talking about the larger generation, right? It's like. We are very fortunate, but there's so many other people who really are struggling, and this will help them, right? This will help them. Yeah, um, we're even being pressed out of our. And it's area. not even like this. This is wiping their entire debt. This is not wiping those people's debt. These people it's have 10K. much more than ten to twenty thousand dollars in student debt yeah. that they will still have to pay a mound after that, right? It's a drop in the bucket, so, really. And I just I understand all sides of it. I totally do. I understand why it's so frustrating for people. I understand why everybody's so angry. And I think if you feel like you need to be angry about this, you go and be angry about this by all well, means, right? All power to you. Um, I just, I, I, it's going to help people. You know, we're also headed back to the moon for the first time in like half a century. Um, the Artemis 1 mission was supposed to launch like, I think it was 
It was the 29th. What is that? Two days ago? One day ago? About two days ago. Um, I was supposed to launch the 29th, and it was going to be an unmanned mission. Um, the first of three missions. Unmanned mission had, like, three, like, test dummies that are going to be sitting in this little rocket ship, and the rocket ship is going to fly up from Florida, go around the moon, and all the way back down, and it was going to be a test to test all the parts and, like, launching, landing, all of that. Um, a flyby uh, uh, mission. Um, and it was going to be the first of three and it was going to lead into the second one would be a manned mission that would, um, go around the moon. And the third one would have been like us actually landing on the moon. I think that was by like 2025. Yeah. For the first time (laughs) and have a century since not. Okay. We'll get into it. Um, so this was supposed to launch the, (laughs) the other day and uh, it didn't, I think they had an engine leak and so they had to like call it. Um, and there was like, like there was thousands of people there watching it. And I think Kamala Harris, uh, Kamala Harris was there and she was supposed to be watching it too. And, um, uh, it just, they couldn't go forward with it because of the engine leak. And I know a lot of people were disappointed, but you know, when it's something's not working. Saturday, so, uh, so they, they called it and, uh, they're supposed to be redoing it and, and going back up. Um, but this is pretty, it's pretty crazy that we're trying to get ourselves back to the moon. I still don't understand how we have to the moon already. Okay. Let's not spread misinformation. Get ourselves to the Alistair's moon. a conspiracy theorist, guys. He does not believe we ever went to Let, the moon. Let's be honest, Zachary. Who introduced me to this? Uh, that was my fault. Hashtag conspiracy theory. It was my fault. I should never have shown you because Stanley you did Kubrick not, and you did not Andy. believe <laughs> that we landed on the moon. And mm-hmm. after much research, and I, I apologize. If you think I'm crazy, <laughs> let me just be crazy. <laughs> but I do not think that we landed on the moon. I th- I think it was a whole political gambit um, to be able to one up the Russians at the time because otherwise there has been no benefit mm. to it at, at all. And we haven't been back, which is the weirdest part, is that we haven't even tried to go back, right? Um, I've been, oh, my goodness, man. I just it's, don't believe it. I, I, I just don't think it's worth it for us to say that back then we were capable capable of that, and we haven't continued with that at mm. all. Like, the fact is that, yeah, we may have footage of wherever they were at. I don't know. Yes, we may have broken into outer space. However, I just don't... I think it's more likely that it was a whole government hoax. I think we went to the moon. I do think we went to the moon. I think it's superficial. We haven't been back to the moon. Um, But we are on our way. And if all goes to plan, we will be there by like 2025, man. Elon Musk says we're going to be on Mars. We're going to be living in domes on Mars by 2050. Let me tell you, the Wallace and Gromit go to the moon and eat cheese and crackers <laughs> is more likely than what we saw. It's, uh, it's, 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 a, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole like conspiracy theory episode where we go through the, all the moon landing theories. Cause and, it just doesn't make sense to me. I went through everything. It just doesn't make sense. Did you know that when we went, um, when we, we did go to the moon, um, that they were, there was a plan for them in case they died while they were there and they weren't able to get back and that their, um, bodies and that the site of their death was supposed to be like blocked off and anybody, any future generations who ever went to the moon would not be allowed at that, at that spot. And they weren't allowed to like, you know, disturb oh, they the wouldn't be allowed like at that, that spot because maybe that spot didn't freaking exist. <laughs> She also know that, um, oh my goodness, I'm all I'm flustered. <laughs> yeah, Stanley Kubrick. It's cool, man. Kubrick filmed it. Oh, whatever. I think it, it is that, that, that is a rabbit hole that's really interesting to go down, actually. Um, 
uh, I'd be interested in covering that. Um, I've also been doing a lot of it. Does anybody watch the infographics show on, on YouTube? I don't know how accurate this information is. I haven't cross-checked anything, but like I'm addicted to this freaking channel right now. And I've been watching all of their like Mars videos about us going back to Mars. And pretty much I agree with their point that if we do end up going to Mars to like save our human race and stuff like that, you and I ain't going. It's all the, all the rich people are going to go and they're going to, you know, then be the equalized class, but we will not ever be able to go. Um, (laughs) It'll be just like a don't look up where they have the rich people go to that new planet and they get all, we will never be able to go to the, to the freaking Mars. We will never be able to afford it unless we like signed up for indentured servitude for the rest of our life. And, you know, signed up. I'm honestly not interested in it with all of the global warming. We're going to get Austin Tams, Tams, Tans. And then, uh, Yeah. Y'all, I've been trying not to use straws. Um, I've been trying to do my part in, in helping the planet. Um, it's all the rich people who are fucking this planet up, all the people who are taking all these private jets all over the place. So if we if we end up dying because our planet explodes or however this is going to go, then or floods, blame however. Kylie. Blame Kylie Jenner, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Don't blame me, please. Um, but they won't. They won't have to deal with it anyway. They're going to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about any of the topics that we covered? We uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will. Yeah, on, on Friday, either Friday or Saturday, um, we are going to be. Doing, don't cancel me for not believing that we landed on the moon. Uh, either Friday or Saturday, we're going to be. Uh, we're going to be taking a gay quiz this time, a gay sex quiz, because everybody was. Did you find one? Yeah. Uh, yes. Or are people putting it together for us. Every, no, 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 no. If you want to put it together, a gay quiz for us or add some questions, we'll take those. But um, people, yeah. uh, I, I've, I've, I've found one that sounds pretty good because everybody was requesting that we do the gay version now. Um, Cause that episode's going to go over pretty well. Everybody's uh, pretty hungry and horny. If, if, if you haven't listened or watched it, I would definitely recommend it. If you want to hear two gay guys, not know anything about a vagina. <laughs> we said, Where, <laughs> where's the G spot? We don't know. Where. <laughs> uh, we will. We hope you're having a great day. Um, have a great w- week. Have a great weekend. Um, if you like this episode, if you like what we're doing here, you can leave a comment down below. You can make sure you like this episode here on YouTube, if you're watching here on YouTube, really helps us out a lot. Make sure you subscribe. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, make sure that you leave us a five-star rating and or review. And it, that really helps us out as well. It helps us to grow, get into the algorithm. And uh, yeah, you got any final, final, final thought? Final thought? Yeah. You are my final thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. No, uh, thank you so much. Um, Love you all, and uh, we'll see you next, see you next time. time.